For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
seven gold pockets. Our first day. Today we're diving into the latest Disney Plus news and starting our Push the Button series, reviewing every season of Lost. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex. Visit pondex.com. Use promo code CINEMAGOLD for 10% off your first purchase. just announced that they're increasing the price for Disney Plus. Disney Plus has become a massive competitor in the streaming world, almost second only to Netflix. After more than a year, Disney is instituting a price increase for the popular service. The price will go up by $1 per month for current and new subscribers, beginning in just a few days. However, there is a way for subscribers who wish to watch shows like The Mandalorian and WandaVision at the current cheaper rate to do so. We'll just take a little bit of cash up front. First, let's go over what is happening with the pricing increase and how it will affect current subscription options. Starting on March 26th, Disney will see its price increase in the US from $6.99 per month to $7.99 per month. The annual subscription will also increase to $79 per month. Pricing for the Disney bundle, which includes Disney Plus, Hulu with ads and ESPN Plus will go from $12.99 to $13.99 or $19.99 a month for Hulu without ads. Those who are billed for a Disney Plus subscription by a third party such as Google, Apple, Amazon, Roku, etc. will be charged a new price on the first billing date on or after March 26th. Disney said those who are billed by Verizon are encouraged to contact Verizon for more information. Now on to the matter of saving some money. The official Disney Plus website states, quote, new and existing subscribers will receive a new pricing on the first billing date on or after March 26, 2021. This is key for those who are hoping to save on Disney Plus at the last minute. While the monthly rate in the streaming bundle will increase on March 26, no matter what, those who want to lock in a lower rate for a year can purchase an annual subscription at the current rate up until March 26. The current price is $69.99. Price increases are not uncommon among major streaming services. Premium content doesn't come cheap. Netflix has increased its prices several times over the years. Disney Plus, compared to many of the other streaming services, was on the low end. It will still be even after the increase. Cheaper than many other marquee services on the market, such as HBO Max and Amazon Prime Video. Considering that Disney Plus has 100 million subscribers worldwide, that's a dollar per month while it's up in a hurry. But as Disney Plus continues to roll out more content, its value has arguably increased. More Star Wars is on the way with shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka joining The Mandalorian, WandaVision, and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier are just the tip of the iceberg for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Monsters at Work National Treasure, which we'll get to, and so many more shows are coming down the pipeline. Big movies like Cruella, Luca, and Black Widow will be available on service in a matter of months. At the very least, it seems Disney is going to put, up the, put those extra dollars to use. And if you'd like more information on the price increase, you can visit DisneyPlus.com. And now on to our next story. New Mutants is skipping Disney Plus and heading right for HBO Max. For those who didn't make it to the theater last year to see the New Mutants, 
or have yet to rent or buy a home video, the Marvel Comics adaptation is finally making its way to a streaming service next month. Very likely not the one that first comes to mind. The horror X-Men spinoff is set to make its debut on HBO Max, not Disney Plus, in April. That may come to the surprise of many if Disney owns Marvel, thanks to the merger with Fox a couple years back, all the X-Men movies as well. The news was revealed by HBO Max recently. The streaming service recently released a list of all the titles that will be made available to subscribers in April. Among them is New Mutants, which debuts on April 10th. This will be the first time a Marvel flick will be made available on a streaming service. It was originally released on Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K UHD in November has been available to rent digitally, but those who are subscribed to HBO Max will now have the chance to watch the movie at no additional charge in a matter of days. As for why the movie is debuting on HBO Max and not Disney Plus, likely has to do with pre-existing licensing deals that were in place long before the Disney-Fox merger, which with many of those deals being made years in advance. Long before Disney knew that they were going to purchase most of Fox Media's assets, and long before Disney knew they were going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Netflix in the streaming game by launching Disney+. Plus. The New Mutants will undoubtedly arrive on Disney+, Plus at some point in the future, just not clear when. The New Mutants was produced by Fox before the Disney merger, based on the comic book series of the same name. It takes place in the X-Men universe and centers on five young mutants who are forced to undergo treatment in a secret institution, allegedly to cure them of the dangers of their powers. It's soon clear that their containment is part of a much bigger battle between the forces of good and evil. The movie was essentially placed on the shelf for years, collecting dust. Disney eventually let Josh Boone finish it, and it was released in August 2020 as movie theaters were attempting to reopen in the U.S. It failed to garner much critical love and earned over $44 million at the box office, the worst of any X-Men movie to date. I personally enjoyed the movie for what it was, but I know a lot of people did not like it. As someone who works at a movie theater, I remember a lot of people walking out of that movie complaining about it. The reboot of the franchise is being planned within the confines of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now on to our next story. National Treasure has a TV show coming to Disney+. Plus. This is probably one of the shows that, based on what I've read, probably want to pass on. <coughs> National Treasure is coming back this time as a TV show on Disney+. The series has been handed the official green light by Disney and will see the franchise continue on the small screen. Once more, the show will feature a Latina in the leading role, which means Nicolas Cage will not be leading another treasure hunt as Benjamin Gates, though there is still a good chance Cage will and can be involved in some capacity. The first season will consist of 10 episodes, and the original producer, Jerry Bruckheimer, is on board, as are the original writers, who are said to be reimagining the franchise for the streaming age. Set to direct the show. There is no word yet on who will play the leading role, but the character is named Jess Morales. 
she's described as a quote 20 year old dreamer who is with a diverse group of friends sets off on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and recover a lost treasure although casting has been confirmed and plot details remain vague it is said that Josh Morales will be taking the torch from Ben Gates that does imply that Nicolas Cage will be involved perhaps taking on a role not unlike Patrick Gates played by John Boyd in the 2004 film but it appears it will not be a full on reboot rather this will indeed take place in the same universe that is of a particular importance as it relates to another long awaited project that has been in development at Disney for some time we've heard years now that National Treasure 3 may be happening at some point not so much that one project would happen and not the other most recently Chris Bremner was brought on to write the law just stating third installment so the TV show isn't going to reboot around the movie could still happen after the series gets going whatever the case Disney still sees value in the franchise more than a decade after the second movie initially hits theaters and now we get to our new series push the button on a review of the last series this week we begin with season one for those of you who watched lost season one when it originally aired it's as good as you remember for those who still haven't jumped on board the bandwagon what are you waiting for lost season one sets the stage for what is considered by many to be one of the best sci-fi mysteries on television and did a fantastic job of introducing the vast array of characters that inhabit this mysterious and exciting world the entire first season was pretty much built like a one long introduction barely just um, revealing the surface of what the universe has to offer there's plenty of care taken in developing each of the characters and by the conclusion of the season you'll find yourself enthralled in engaging sci-fi mystery lost season one succeeds first and foremost in character development throughout my review of the over the course of the season i mean it's a character study which can be used to describe several episodes lost is about relationships and before we can understand the dynamic behind the various relationships that develop over the course of the season we need to understand what motivates these characters the show's approach of having an individual episode focus on a single character through flashback while formulaic is a brilliant decision kind of reminds me of the layers of a cake and the backstory to each of these survivors is the foundation. Episodes like The Moth, Confidence Man, and Walkabout give us a wealth of information about the people we are being introduced to. These episodes and others are entertaining, exciting, and contain pivotal character moments that are still important to the story, even in season four and beyond. This is the foundation for the whole universe that we are being presented. The team behind Lost nailed it right from the beginning with character being such an important focus of the first season the major study and mysteries surrounding the island are deliberately un underdeveloped after the survivors first night and their encounter with the monster we know this island is anything but normal but we are only given glimpses from the point on over the course of the season we discover that there are other people on the island but beyond that we really didn't learn anything 
truth is that if the writers had tried to develop the story at the same pace as the characters, it would have been too much. Too soon, and the whole world they are trying to build would have come tumbling down like a deck of cards. Saying that the story is underdeveloped <coughs> may sound like a complaint, but I feel that was the best decision. We are given a thin vertical slice of what is to come in later seasons, and that is all we need. Of course, there's a plethora of individual character stories that thrive over the course of the seasons. Jin and Sin's strange relationship and betrayal, Charlie's battle with drug addiction, Claire coping with being a parent, the love triangle between Kate, Jack, and Sawyer are just a small few of the intriguing storylines that take place. All of these work to strengthen our understanding of the survivors and their relationship with each other. Definitely of note is the story of John Locke and his relationship with the island. It's a fascinating story to watch unfold over the course of the season. In Locke's journey, it's very different from the rest of the survivors. He starts perceiving the island as a living entity and develops an understanding of it that everyone else fails to understand, and they fear him for it. Mm, I wouldn't call him the villain of the show. He's more of the unknown nemesis, but he does definitely have his own agenda. Terry O'Quinn does an exceptional job of portraying Locke's development over the course of the season. He he profoundly presents a troubled and destroyed man who has experienced a profound miracle. Now he's trying to make sense of what happened to him. There's one storyline that I really could find fault in, it would be Claire's short abduction. The initial abduction itself made for an exciting episode, but the re reactions from the next two to three episodes were indicative of the characters that I had grown to know. There was no real attempt made to search for Claire, and besides a few scenes with reactions to what had happened, most of the time everything felt as if it were back to normal. It really stands out that there isn't more panic amongst the group, and more action taken by the leader. As long-time fans have come to expect, Michael Giannath's show's score adds an extra amount of depth for this season. I apologize if you know his name right. He stands out as one of the premier composers on TV, and Lost would simply not be the same without him. Most of the Lost's twists and turns may not have the same impact the second time around, but that doesn't mean that their importance isn't appreciated. This show's opening season set the foundation for things to come over the course of the next few seasons and gave us an exciting glimpse of this massive and mysterious universe filled with fascinating characters. For longtime fans of the show, it's definitely worth re-watching just to brush up on the rich wealth of information contained in the first season that is referenced later in the Caesar series. Like I said before, if you haven't been watching Lost, go jump back into it, season one. It is available on Hulu right now. And now, let's discuss the top 10 episodes of Lost Season 1. As you know, I started rewatching Lost, starting with this season. There was complete investment and extreme interest in the characters and story for the first three to four seasons. Then, as I've heard, interest of the show was lost when the show just got way too confusing convoluted and almost silly. I remember at the time it was a show like nothing else I had seen before. So many twists and intriguing backstories. It was remarkably compelling and downright addictive. 
hardcore fans will be disappointed as there will be no countdown to the best episodes for season 5 and 6 since the quality of storytelling was no longer there nor are there enough really good episodes to make up the full list so for now we start with the top 10 episodes from Lost season 1 number 10 is Walkabout wouldn't be fair to say Locke is a favorite character only 4 episodes into the show but he without a doubt is the most mysterious Upon rewatching Walkabout, it's easy to see why we couldn't figure out Locke had been confined to a wheelchair prior to crashing on the island. In all his flashbacks, he is seen sitting, whether it's at a desk or on his bed. In the episodes leading up to this one, we've seen him on his feet. The emotional payoff of the reveal at the end can't be matched upon subsequent viewings, but it certainly comes close each time. We also encountered a monster from the jungle again. In this episode, Jack has a moment where he can't quite believe his eyes, and we aren't sure what we saw was real either. And number time, nine <coughs> is White Rabbit. In this episode, Jack is chasing something, and we finally get to see a little bit of his backstory as well. In a good scene between Jack and Locke, we also see for the first time Locke's extreme faith in the island and what it means to him will be the first of many scenes between the two men throughout the series. The use of sound in the great soundtrack for the parts with Jack's father appearing in the jungle was very well done. <coughs> it created the perfect creepy, is this really happening mood. Number eight. Oh, I can't even say that right. Doid's ex machina. We really start to see just how much this island means to Locke. We also get a glimpse into his past as well, and it hasn't been the easiest for him, unfortunately. Yet more mystery is added to the island with the discovery of a second down plane in the jungle. This one with tangled hind foliage, something Locke would talk the ill-fated Boone into investigating. There's also a great dream sequence Locke experiences with some really good use of bizarre imagery and sound. The B story in this one quite entertaining as well as it turns out Sawyer has been getting intense headaches and the solution is quite comical from an aesthetic standpoint. Number 7, Exodus Part 2. Sure must have been difficult to wait an entire summer for season 2 to start after this finale. Some questions are answered, but a raft load of others are brought up. Seeing each of our characters in flashbacks boarding their doomed flight is a great sequence and reminds us of something we all go through every day possibility that any stranger out there could one day play a very important role in your life. The six degrees of separation has been a subtle theme throughout the season, and the show definitely starts to explore that even more from here on out. The discussion between Jack and Locke as they head towards the hatch is an excellent look at two different philosophies on life. The man of science versus the man of faith. This will certainly not be the last time these two characters butt heads final shot of Jack and Locke peering into a hatch as the camera descends is the perfect way to end the season. Number six is Do No Harm. Do No Harm definitely stretches Jack to his physical and emotional limits. Locke drops off a critically wounded Boone before disappearing back in the jungle, and Jack jumps into action. Soon turns out to be an excellent nurse as Jack does his best to help Boone includes a blood transfer from himself to Boone while he's working on him. Well, when his dad isn't enough, Claire starts going into labor in the middle of the jungle. 
It's interesting how all of a sudden a cargo container appears in the cave when there's discussion about cutting off Boone's leg. The juxtaposition of Boone's demise and the birth of Claire's baby is well done, as is the moment Jack tells Shannon in her, of her brother's fate. Jack's flashbacks deal with him getting married to Julie Bowen's character, which is weird now to see her in a serious role after watching her on Modern Family. The 360 degree camera work with James Baldwin and Kate's cries for help is effective, and he and Charlie make for humorous, helpless onlookers while Claire has her baby. And number five, he's all the best cowboys have daddy issues. Claire and Charlie have been taken by Ether, and members of the group go out and search for them. Up until now, the show has been mostly about getting to know the characters and seeing how they are adapting to live, living on the island. But now there's a true threat, not including the monster that's been alluded to a few times up to this point. Ethan and the apparent others. The confrontation between Jack and Ethan in the rain is intense, and Charlie's near-death experience really has you going there for a second. Jack's flashbacks are pretty heavy too, as he's forced to decide whether to essentially betray his father and telling the truth about his impairment during a failed surgery that cost a young woman her life. This, food, or this episode is also the first one to introduce us to the hatch. And now number four in translation. It's one of the most emotional episodes of the season. It deals with the one true couple on the island, Jin and Sim. Using Jin's flashbacks, we see what he's made him so hardened, with Sim getting the unfortunate result of his frustration. There's a pretty powerful scene on the beach when Sim reveals to mostly everyone that she can speak English. The moving scene shortly thereafter as Sim tries to explain and reconcile with Jim is a testament to how good an actor both Daniel Day Kim and Yin Jun Kim are. As if that weren't heavy enough, we flash back to Jim finding his father and apologizing that he has been ashamed of him. We finally find out who truly burned Michael's raft, and it's a surprise culprit. The ending is a good laugh as Hurley's batteries and his discman finally give out. It was in inevitable, but one low point of this episode, the solidification of the relationship between Shannon and Saeed. Not the best decision the writers made, as it feels like they were just trying to give Shannon something to do. And at number three, it was raised by another. This episode finally gives Claire her own story. At the onset, this one might not appear to be much slowly, but the reason that up until now, clearly Claire has finally has been given background character trying to take it easy due to her pregnancy. I'll think again. This one packs quite a punch. Saeed returns from his trek into the jungle with news of others on the island. Claire was apparently set up to be stranded on this island by a psychic, and there is a final reveal regarding one of the passengers that forced another episode to be watched at 4 a.m. when I first watched the, the show. That was the power of Lost in the early going. So many more questions, the answers were brought up. Number two, Exodus Part One. What a fantastic start to the season finale. Rousseau, the French woman who's been stranded on the island for 16 years, shows up to the camp to tell our group that the others are coming. This prompts a flurry of action activity, including the launch of the raft that Michael and Jin have been building. The episode is full of small little flashbacks from multiple characters as well as many goodbyes between our heroes. Some are leaving on the raft, while others are going deep into the jungle to the Black Rock. 
reserve with some dynamite in hopes of blasting open the hatch and behind everyone from the others. You get a full spectrum of emotions in this one. Sorry telling Jack about meeting his father in Sydney. Days before his death, it's especially touching. Star Wars fans will immediately recognize the dialogue between Michael and Jin, borrowing Han Solo's line to Chewie from The Empire Strikes Back. The soaring soundtrack as the gang launches the raft doesn't make your chest swell. I don't know. Will bring on part two. And the number one episode of season one is the pilot, part one. Probably one of the best pilots I've ever seen of a show. Starts the show off with a bang. Opens on an extreme close-up of a man's eye as he wakes up in the jungle. Not sure how he got there. Michael Jin. Yeah, his ominous music is immediately evident and wonderfully effective. The episode ramps up to full speed from there. For the next several minutes, a full disaster of a downed airplane on Zerna Island is revealed. Many characters are introduced. Some we learn their names. Some we'll have to wait on. As if being stranded on an island isn't enough, it would seem the survivors aren't alone. We hear in the jungle the presence of what sounds like a massive creature. Although we never get to see it, we do, however, see the result of what this unknown being can do to someone. And that's how season part one comes to an end. Thank you for watching this episode of the Cinema Golden Podcast. Uh, let us know your thoughts about Lost or any other news that we covered. Leave a comment in the comment section below. And give this show a thumbs up if you like it. And you can follow us on Twitter at CinemaGold2 or on Instagram at CinemaGoldPodcast. And if you like this show, this episode, check out the other videos up here that you can watch. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.